This episode of What's the Chat podcast is brought to you by Hand Sanitizer. My next guest loves it so much. So grab a drink, sit down, kick back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to What's the Chat podcast. I totally forget what episode we're on. Might be seven, eight, or nine. Who knows? It's been two weeks since we've recorded, but we got a very special guest on the program, uh, an absolute legend, uh, a legend of Boston pizza. He went to school for about 23 years of his life and is now transitioning into the world of journalism. A good friend of mine, a friend of both Phil and I, Hamdi Asawi. Hamdi, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me, guys. Absolutely. So, so, so you have to go to school longer to be a journalism than to be like a doctor. Funny story about journalism: you don't actually have to go to school at all, thanks to freedom of the press. So I actually? just wasted twenty-three months. Yeah, it's it's in the constitution, bud. Can you name <laughs> all the things you went to school for? All right, all right. We started off with, uh... <laughs> and that's all the time we have today. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Your floor is yours. Go. No, no. It's, okay. it's, a, it's a long, boring story, you know, but long story short, I ended up with yeah. a degree in philosophy and English. So I basically had all the requirements for a job at Starbucks, but none of the benefits. <laughs> and uh, after that, <laughs> yeah, I, I just decided I, I know a 14 year old kid who works at Starbucks. Hey, and he probably doesn't even have a philosophy degree. How about that? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, no, but then I, I went back to school, decided I wanted to do something a little more I thought was a little more uh, meaningful and uh, a little more creative, but also, you know, important. And I, I did, a, did a journalism degree, and here I am today. So, do you, so, like, yeah, when you started kind of doing that, I sort of felt like that that was your niche. You seem like you're having a good time with it. Can you kind of describe what it's like to be in journalism that maybe people wouldn't really know or understand? It's, okay, on one hand, it might seem super easy because anybody can start a blog or open a website or start a podcast. But I'd say there's a difference between content creation and journalism. There's principles and ethics and it just it kind of like a process to journalism. It's, it's, a, it's a discipline, I would say. You've got rules and how you interview people, how you're supposed to write, broadcast, not, maybe not so much that, but I'd say your relationship to the truth is a little more rigid. Uh, you can't just kind of wing it and say things off the cuff that you think might be true, might be anecdotally true, and say that that's the way it is for everybody. You have to understand some rules of argumentation, uh, best practices when it comes to how to convey information, digest stuff, spit it out in a way that people care about and enjoy reading, listening, watching, whatever. So were there any rules that you broke early on that you were like, <laughs> um, shoot, maybe I shouldn't have done that? I mean, yeah. can you Jimmy, even how many rules? How many rules have we broken? Uh, zero. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, maybe. Well, here's the funny story. Hamby's gonna listen to it. Hamby's gonna listen to our podcast and then come back on. He'll call you and be like, "Please do not air or associate my name with your podcast." <laughs> you, Phil, Philip, you sound like you're on a Fisher Price walkie-talkie set. Right yeah, now. that's not good journalism, well, Phil. Get yourself a mic. <laughs> you know, next some, you know. Yeah, 
sorry. Uh, excuse the the sound quality of me today. I actually have to work this evening. Oh, um, and journalism so isn't a job, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we all. We, <laughs> okay. We all got to work except until, for me. <laughs> until maybe we get some uh, some sponsors, hey buddy, and uh, yep. get paid to do this. Got to work, bud. <laughs> okay, so I guess the obvious question is. We, I didn't even think we didn't even answer that other one, but who cares? What, where are you? Where are you working now? Because you were doing, you were with a certain. Can I even name them? You, I don't it, even it's, know the rules. It's fine, okay, it's fine. okay. Don't, you were, don't make it sound like there's rules, Jimmy. Okay, there, well, there's such thing as freedom of speech. You just told me I had to tell the truth, so I don't know what to say. <laughs> okay, well, I'll tell you my story. We we did have a we did have a conspiracy theorist on a couple weeks ago, and you're probably gonna like. Yeah, I caught a say you're gonna get sniped caught, off if you caught a glimpse of that. Yeah, well, you're pretty yeah. much working for Deep State. That's what we know. <laughs> for the media elite, for corporate. Yeah, media. exactly. <laughs> we always knew it. So tell me, where are you working now? Uh, right now, I'm an assistant editor with McLean's, uh, the magazine, and now thanks to the internet website because that's where everyone's going. Um, I write stories for the web and the magazine. I'm, I'm still pretty fresh though, so none of my stuff's been up yet. It's all in, uh, in, in, in the flow or the process of being published. And, uh, before that I was a reporter with Star Metro Edmonton, which you can think of as like the local Edmonton bureau of the Toronto Star back when it was doing its national expansion. And then the Star Metro's folded. So that's, that's actually a instructive lesson about how hard it is to make it in journalism because the industry is in flux right now and no one really knows how well not no one really knows but it's it's kind of hard to find a way to make people pay for a product that they're expecting to get for free so that makes it difficult for people to stay employed in the industry so so is mclean's also based out of toronto because you're in vancouver correct yeah i'm in vancouver so because it's a national magazine they have a presence across the country uh, i would say that probably most of the staff is in toronto but they've got people in alberta um they've got other reporters in ottawa um or, or writers i should say so it's yeah and then i mean i believe they take submissions from people across the country so it's 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 got a wide scope i don't know why every time i think and the second, so go ahead phil the the second hamdy had a chance to get out of edmonton he's like see ya <laughs> yeah and that, funny story about that so uh, you know after i got laid off i was kind of biding my time deciding what i wanted to do next and then I got the job offer and they're like, do you want to move to Vancouver in the middle of a pandemic? And I was like, well, this is a job I signed up for. So, <laughs> yeah, that must that must have been just a wild transition. Oh, man, it was. I mean, you know, it's, it's funny. The job kind of taught me how to have like not loose associations, but pack light, uh, not be detached, but be flexible. I had to pretty much condense my life boxes I could fit into my car, just the bare essentials. Jump in it and just drove over it. And you know, I, compared to some of the stories I've done, and that felt like a minor move. Like I, I, I told you about the convoy I took. I've, I've been on twenty-three mm-hmm. hour bus rides with Greyhound. I've, I've, I've traveled and written all over the country. And honestly, moving to Vancouver during a pandemic was not that big a deal. Okay, so one of the questions I wanted to ask, and this is, we're already going to get into Russia. Russia is its own category. Okay. <laughs> but I want to talk about what has been sort of like, just kind of a, not a crazy experience you've had journalism, but maybe an experience you weren't expecting. Like this seems like pretty normal, but then all of a sudden it wasn't normal. Kind of give us, give us some sort of insight into that. Okay. Let me think about this, man. You know, the funny thing about actually being in journalism is it feels like you're, 
long-term memory goes to hell because you're bombarded with so much information every day that just to you know keep up with the news it's uh, it's, it's the russian gas they pumped india <laughs> oh, oh is this <laughs> the conspiracy you, theory you episode? forget all about it no 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 yeah <laughs> the, you've never heard of uh the the term russian gas no no it's that okay so apparently it was uh you ever heard of the spit and chicklets podcast no, it's, it's a it's a it's a hockey podcast. Well, they okay. refer to this. I don't know the exact story behind it, but they refer to this stuff they were giving the players is called Russian gas. I don't know if it was like a oxygen type chamber, but it was supposed to like help performance on the ice. Uh-huh, okay, and it was just. I don't know exactly what was in it, but the players were laughing pretty hard that all the players were always asking so, for Russian so gas. One of the, <laughs> so one of the one of the one of the co hosts, Ryan Whitney, played in the KHL. Mm-hmm. So he has like all these stories about Russia and what it was like there. So, anyways, getting back to yeah, your sorry, story, I'll tell you about the most unexpected uh, you were thing about your about your. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you my yeah my yeah. my most unexpected moment. Um, so uh, back in February of 2019, I don't know if y'all remember the United We Roll convoy for Canada, where a bunch of yellow vests and everyone under the sun decided to jump in their trucks and cars and whatnot and go from Edmonton slash Red Deer all the way to Ottawa to protest the federal government on everything from pipeline legislation and energy products. And just, it felt like a general distaste for the prime minister. (laughs) So what, you know, I I traveled with these guys. I pretty much hitchhiked the entire way from Red Deer to Ottawa. And, you know, it it was interesting. It, It had its ups and downs, but it wasn't until I was on the hill and uh, the leader of the convoy, Glenn Carrot, who I believe was a town councillor in like Invermere, Alberta, or something like that. And um, he was talking about, you know, why they were there and whatnot. And at one point, my recorder fell out of my hand and hit the floor. It was like, shit, you know, this, or maybe I shouldn't swear on your podcast. I apologize. That's but fine. I was like, damn, like that's, that's an expensive piece of equipment and something I'm using on the job. And some dude in a yellow vest walks up to me. And he says, oh, is this yours? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, is it broken? And I'm like, yeah, I think so. I was fiddling with the power switch. And then he says, good. I hope it's broken. I know who you are, Hamdi Asawi. And I was like, <laughs> 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 Yeah, well, here's the thing. Like, there was a lot of people writing about the podcast, but I was the only journalist on the podcast or on the, sorry, a lot of people writing about the convoy, but I was the only journalist on the convoy end to end. So I, I, I get- <laughs> like a thousand followers from that triple <laughs> so i i i, I the, the... so in all these trucks there's like a picture of you and like a wanted like <laughs> actually it got to that point and it, it's a funny story it's, it's, it's a long funny story but to answer phil's question right there before i jump back on track when we first started i mean it, it was in a difficult position because i was trying to like i was basically embedded with these guys so i i you know i i couldn't really I, I didn't know what the story was because I was still figuring it out. And so at first it was just, uh, you know, I'm here. This is what's happening day by day, blow by blow. Nothing too analytical, right? And they loved me. They were like championing the, the publication. They were like, these guys from the star doing a great job, yada, yada. <laughs> and then somewhere around, I want to say, Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, I came across a guy. Uh, he was a trucker. I can't remember. Somewhere in Saskatchewan. And he had some interesting thoughts on the entire project. He was, he felt like he was just, you know, he, he was this guy who got offered a chance from his boss, who was, I believe, one of the sponsors in the, in the project to drive a truck representing the company and the thing. So he took it from, I believe, Saskatchewan all the way there. And then he was supposed to take it back. And he was not 
a yellow vest. He was just doing his job. His boss said, do you want a paycheck? You're a trucker. And he's like, yeah, I'm a trucker. I want a paycheck. So he took the ride, but he wasn't there espousing the values. You know what I mean? And uh, I was like, okay, can you give me your perspective? And now I can start like writing about this a little more critically now that I have more information. Cause there was a lot of like climate change denial. There was some terribly inappropriate behavior. It was, it was, it was kind of a gong show. And it was at that point that I, I, I encountered a turning point in the right people were not happy with my coverage. I started getting a lot of, uh, after the convoy, I got a lot of hate mail, people trying to dox me because I wasn't representing the convoy in the light that they saw fit. <laughs> it was, it was an episode. I had to change my social media a little bit and just kind of like, I, honestly, I wasn't afraid for myself. I just didn't want them to harass all of my friends and family. So yeah, that happened. <laughs> but yeah. when I when I back 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 to the story, <laughs> when I was on the hill, I dropped this recorder, right? And so this guy encounters me and it kind of caught me off guard. That I was like, wow, like I've never had anyone approach me. Like, does this mean I've made it in Canadian journalism? <laughs> People recognize me on the street. But uh no, he you know, he was obviously following the coverage and then he said, I, I you know, I'm like, why would you say something like that? Why would you hope my recorder's broken? And he's like, You're nothing but fake news, you're just telling lies. And I said, what are you talking about? Which story? And he's like, all of them. I'm like, no, if you're going to criticize me for selling, like not telling the truth, tell me what it is that I am saying wrong. <laughs> he said, well, you know, I haven't really read anything. It's just what other people are saying. I'm like, okay, so you're criticizing my work without having read Oh my it. gosh. And then one of the yellow vest drivers who was riding with us interrupted and said, hey man, back off. These guys have been riding with us the entire way. Nothing he said is untrue. There's good parts to what he said and there's bad parts to what he said, but none of it's a lie. So you need to step off. And that just completely floored me. Because <laughs> that was the oh. interesting thing about... And then there was a full-on brawl. <laughs> there was a full-on brawl on Parliament Hill. <laughs> oh, yeah. So that, that was my, my, my most... I don't know if you call my most awkward encounter, but it was definitely my most surprising. That is amazing, but that also means break time. I appreciate it, Hamdi. I think we asked you six questions, and you answered, you were able. To, we let you answer one. <laughs> that, that was good. Uh, Jimmy and I are like far too excited about this, and we just keep like jumping out, jumping in yeah, on boys, each we, other. We can, so we can make the segments whatever that. you want. <laughs> All right. Stay tuned, guys, because our next same segment, we're talking about Russia. I don't even think I'm going to ask a question. I'm just going to say, Russia, go. <laughs> and uh, we'll be back here on What's the Chat podcast. And welcome back to What's the Chat podcast. I'm Jimmy Ward, along with Philadelphia Stockley and a special guest, Ambi Asawi. Phil, we uh, we got really excited off the beginning. We forgot to announce the winner of the $25 gift card to any local place that they want to eat. Can you tell us our winner of the draw? Yeah, and uh, and I'm really happy this guy won because he actually gives us a lot of feedback. I know he's a subscriber, and uh, he's a good friend to all of us. Part of the original Rage team, Sean Capri. So, Sean... Uh, send Jimmy or I a message and we'll sort out the details from there. Perfect. Perfect. Congratulations, Sean. We love you. Way to go, Sean. Yeah. Hey, Hamdi says hi, by the way. We go way back. <laughs> way back. <laughs> way back. <laughs> okay. So, uh, you agree, Hamdi, to do a, to be part of or something to do with some sort of documentary in Russia. That's all fine and dandy. <laughs> I want to know about Russia. 
Okay, so I want you to just take me through Russia right from the time you landed and just whatever you want to share. The floor is yours. Okay, well, interesting story about me landing. It was the second I stepped into the airport at Moscow that I realized I lost my wallet in Amsterdam. So I was walking around <laughs> Russia start. with my credit cards. Yeah, exactly. At least it wasn't my passport, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, no so doubt. that was a little nerve-wracking. I, uh, but, you know, once, once I got settled, we, uh, we ended up... Basically, I mean, it wasn't just Russia. Like, specifically, uh, we went to Siberia. <laughs> and uh, there's, a, there's a city there, kind of a tourist attraction called Irkutsk. They got a... I, I've told a world famous university. They've got a lot going on there, but basically, like that, that that site is at the it's at a really important place for archaeology. There's Lake Baikal there, which I believe is like one of the largest or at least deepest <laughs> uh, freshwater bodies on on that side <clears throat> of the world, and uh, it's like a treasure trove for archaeologists. Um, the reason why we're there is to... Oh, no, you don't care about that. You just want to know about Russia. <laughs> <laughs> I, was just, I was just nodding off here, Hamdi. <laughs> yeah. I was like, where is this going? Okay, okay. You get off the, okay, you get off the plane in Russia. I mean, what's your get first impression? First impression? <laughs> well, uh, I went to the bathroom and I noticed the toilets were like filled with cigarette butts. And I was like, okay, again, apparently people just steal away to the bathrooms to smoke. That's a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, you know, it, it, it was, it wasn't that remarkable, but you know, it was an airport. None of them really are. Um, when we got into town, it was like, a, I mean, we, what, we weren't in Moscow. We weren't in St. Petersburg. It was, it was a kind of a smaller town in Siberia, really quaint, touristy attraction. And you could, you know, it, it looked like a little bit of what Russia looked like, I think, in, at the time of the czars mixed with some log cabins mixed with some like real Soviet era functional kind of square brutalistic buildings. <laughs> <laughs> it was an interesting mix. Uh, the people, you know, I think Russians get a reputation for being like rude or unemotional. They... I wouldn't call it that. They're very like straightforward to the point and we didn't speak their language. So you can't blame them for like not wanting to flash as a smile every five seconds like Canadians do and say please and thanks at everything. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like people act around here and they're like COVID's going around. <laughs> Pretty much. What, what floored me is when, uh, so we stayed at this little hotel, actually a few hotels and like the big thing there or the big thing that was on the menus of the places we stayed at were these uh, dumplings, kind of like little mini pierogies and they'd serve it in a broth soup and they put mayonnaise on everything, man. There was mayonnaise on the dumplings. There was mayonnaise on the pizza. Everything was served with mayonnaise. You ordered a salad. The salad dressing was mayonnaise. I had no idea what sense to make out of it, but I could not stare at Miracle Whip. Like, I fast-tracked that aisle in the grocery store now because I'm so sick of mayonnaise. I had mayonnaise straight for a month. Let me, I was in Russia for a month. Let me be straight with you, okay? Miracle Whip is not mayonnaise, okay? They're, okay, they're two different. Enough. I no, agree. They're two right, different right, categories. Right. Miracle I, is the one with zip, right? <laughs> By the way, I love mayo, okay? So it sounds like I'll fit right in. Keep, keep going, Russia. Let's go. Russia, okay. Um, you know, I, I had some borscht. That was that was what you'd expect it to be. Um, what else? Okay, I guess uh, I guess I'll tell you the story that you're all you're all chomping at the bit for. <clears throat> I think halfway through my trip, you know, I needed to let off a little steam, and uh, I I was eminently single at the time, so I decided to see what Russian Tinder looked like. Amazing. <laughs> so I downloaded Tinder and I jumped on. <clears throat> 
And uh, <laughs> I, I started off with just like a, a basic English bio, but then I thought, you know, when in Rome. So I used Google Translate to write a little bit about myself in Russian. And uh, holy Jimmy, I've never been, and Phil, I've never been so successful some, at something as I have at Russian Tinder. I was getting matches just pouring through me. And, you know, they're all strikingly beautiful. I, uh, I, I just, I just thought, like, 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 what am I doing wrong in Canada? What right? was his so, name? <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could tell you. It was all in a language I couldn't speak. <laughs> okay, so go on. So, so okay. you're getting all these matches. You're not, you're getting decent matches back at home, aren't you? Oh, yeah. But I'm saying when I was in Russia, they were pouring in. Okay, so, all right. So you're trying to figure out, okay, what's going on with this? So talk about, okay. You obviously met up with some of these matches. I met up with one. That okay. was, uh, yeah, that, that was interesting. I um, Go on. After, after, <laughs> after getting ghosted a few times. So, like, it, what's funny, at first, just, like, they, they were all speaking to me in Russian. And when they wouldn't respond to me in English, I started translating my English into Russian and then speaking to them. Just get a foothold in the conversation. And then I just felt, like, dishonest. So I said to them in Russian, sorry, I actually don't speak Russian. I'm only using Google Translate. And then they started ghosting me just like they had before. So I thought... They probably thought you are like a spy or something, right? <laughs> eh? Yeah, maybe. Who knows? And um, so I met this one woman named Anna. She was, I want to say, 33 or 35. And she was like an event planner. And uh, we decided to meet at a bar one day. But I was, you know, a little suspicious about meeting a stranger in a strange land. So I tried to keep everything close to the hotel, you know, and the, my, my, my crew that I was with, they were just, they, they were loving this. They couldn't believe that I was doing it. So they decided to like document the entire thing on Instagram. I think some of my buddies still have the videos. <laughs> um, they, they actually. So is this what this documentary is about? Russian Tinder? You could argue that that was the documentary. <laughs> yeah, you could. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so you, so you, no, this, you, this was just in yeah. the, the off hours. Yeah. So um, yeah, I invited her, and she's like, "Yeah, you, I'll I'll come meet you at this bar." And then uh, she messaged me like two hours after we were supposed to meet and say, "Hey, I can't make it that far. Can you come to my bar on my side of the town?" And I'm like, "No, I don't think I will. Cause I, <laughs> I want to leave here with both my kidneys. I don't know who you are, really." <laughs> and then uh, she she compromised and ended up meeting me at this bar. And uh, we actually hit it off really well. Uh, her English was great. We had a great time. We, we drank. We laughed. We told stories. We got to know each other. And we were in the bar until about like, basically until closing. And um, I, I was like, you know, we should, we should probably do this again. But actually, I'm, I'm, you know, driving out to some place in like remote Siberia to do the second half of this movie. And then my phone broke. <laughs> I dropped it on a rock somewhere. We were taking some pictures and, you know, I'd lost my wallet. I'd lost my phone. I was, I was basically losing it in Russia. <clears throat> and uh, she started to get nervous and she was, you know, I, I didn't get all of my messages until I was able to check my computer back when I had an internet connection. And she was trying to set up a second date with me. And at this point I realized, I don't know, it, it wasn't like a love connection. I'm not, I'm, I'm not realistically going to bring this carry this back in Canada. It just seems cruel and unusual. It's probably not going to work. And I decided to cut it off. And she, I'm not saying she didn't take it well, but uh, she, she fought, she fought for us, you know, <laughs> do. So you didn't even try the long distancing, like Instagram, Facebook, you know, like, do you still, uh, do you still chat with her? 
we chatted a little bit when I got back. I think she was trying to be like, well, you know, if you're, if you're, because uh, you know, part of the thing I explained myself, I, I said I wasn't looking for anything serious at the time. And it sounded like she was, you know, she had a kid, she was in another country. And I'm like, I'm just, I'm just mingling. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she was just kind of, you know, I want to say criticizing me, but calling me on it a little bit. She's like, well, if you're not looking for anything serious, why are you on Tinder? I'm like, because I'm not looking for anything serious. That's why I'm on Tinder. <laughs> I mean, I, that, there's an argument to me that you could, you could find someone serious there, but I was just, I was just looking to meet people. And, uh, and then, uh, after, you know, that for a few weeks, she, she kind of laid off and we haven't really spoken since. Oh, so you haven't talked to her since then. Do you still have like contact information for her? I think so. Yeah, I think I do. I think I still have my Russian. Let's SIM get card. her on the line right <laughs> yeah. now. So this is Maury. We're looking for uh, <laughs> yeah, long lost plus love. Seven seven six three two yeah. eight nine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, do you think she listens to what's the chat podcast? I don't know, Jimmy. I really don't. Well, apparently we have one viewer who's viewed out of Germany. I know that. Oh, really? Yeah. Primarily, we're out of Canada and I think 2% of the United States or something. <laughs> Not that I check all the time. Right, right. <laughs> so, what was, like, obviously, you must have encountered some unusual, maybe sketchy things while down there. That's the thing we assume about Russia, that it's just a whole different culture. You, can you touch to anything on that? Man, I was I was in a very small part of Russia, you know, and I, I didn't I didn't get too far out of it. It was just kind of like smaller villages and towns. Uh, let me let me think about this for a second. Or was there anything that caught your eye? Like you were surprised, like wow, I'm surprised. I didn't think I would see this here. Yeah. Oh, it almost feels like a, <laughs> feels like another lifetime. What was driving like in Russia? I, I, we didn't drive. We uh, Oh, actually, that was a little crazy. Would you fly? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> well, basically, we Jet I'm pretty sure the wheels left the ground a couple of times. <laughs> uh, one of our drivers who was kind of like taking, taking care of us, and he, he was kind of like a fixer for us, just set us up and where we needed to be and, to, you know, shut all this back and forth. He, um, he drove fast, and the roads were bumpy. And, yeah, there was definitely a few times where we flew off the road. It was... Not erratic. It's not like driving in a third world country or something where there's no traffic lights or I shouldn't say that in a developing country. Um, but it was, you know, it was, it was, it was not unusual. It was pretty, you know, it, it's kind of, I, I was expecting a whole different world, really. I didn't know what to expect. I'd barely been outside of the country, but it wasn't, it wasn't that far off besides the mayonnaise. That, that was my sticking point, man. I'm sorry. There was a lot of mayonnaise. The mayonnaise. What was the case? So you went to a few of the bars. Did you get to hit any of the nightclubs? Mm, yeah yeah actually okay so One, what are, what are the nightclubs like down there well i mean we, we let me think about this for a second it was more like a karaoke bar to be fair it wasn't much of a nightclub we hit pubs and then a karaoke bar and uh i think on the last last day uh we went all out and i remember dancing and singing to bob dylan's what was it uh it was, Something from Blood on the Tracks. I can't remember. Honestly, it was a long night. And uh, we were... <laughs> this is so far... This is so long ago for me. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, Jimmy. Yeah. That's what I forgot to tell you. Okay. I, okay. This is, this, is, this is my crown achievement from my, from my experience in Russia. All right. So I told you about this fixer guy who was driving us around and, you know, sometimes flying us on the road, depending on where in the country we were. Yeah. <clears throat> His name was... Uh, I can't remember his name. I'm sure it'll come to me. Anyway, he was just like, 
Victor or something probably. Was, uh, Slava. That's what it was. Slava. Look, look I sparked you. you hey, did. I sparked you there. Phil. You know, you're good at your job. I, t- I take That's back everything I I've yep. said about you yep. being a journalist behind <laughs> your back to Jimmy. There you go. <laughs> I'm, I'm basically better than you, you are. You, you've so. already mastered your craft, sir. Just like I said, I was in better shape than Dev in episode That's two. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So this guy, he was like, he was, you're, you know, when, you, when you, you imagine like, I don't know, like the stereotypes of like Russian manliness. He, when, you know, when we would go out and film, he would go out and hunt and fish and come back and like cook his, his spoils over, over a fire while we were just like eating stuff out of cans. We would, you know, we would go and uh, interview people and he would be out like carving an ornate pole out of his like hunting knife from a tree he'd cut down five minutes ago. And uh, just like very, <laughs> he was just like, I feel like he was like, a, I want to say he was like ex-military or something. He was always wearing camo. That or he was just a real avid hunter. He's carving a weapon to attack me with. Why do I, why do I keep picturing Zangief from Street Fighter? Like that's Imagine his, his much slimmer, <laughs> much less, uh, I don't know. He, he didn't throw me across the room, but uh, there, 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 there was some ponage. He could have though, probably. So here's what happened. He, uh, on that last night, he was actually, he, he, he sang that karaoke song with me in a, in a duet. And then afterwards he was so thrilled that we, that we were having a good time. He pulled me aside and we had an interpreter there or someone who spoke Russian. And he said something to me and he was pointing to these two glasses of beer. We're more like schooners. And, uh, he's, I didn't know what he was saying. And then the, the, the translator said, Oh, you, you don't have to do this. <laughs> I'm like, no, what's he saying? And he said, he's challenging you to a drinking contest. And I was just like, I'm not, I'm not, this guy like just outranks me at everything that means to be a man. <laughs> I'm not going to challenge this. I'm not going to accept this challenge to a drinking competition. So I kind of like just tried to sneak out of it a few times. And then he cornered me finally. <laughs> and he pushed. Pulled, pulled out the weapon he whittled <laughs> yeah, exactly. up in the corner finally, there. Finally came to good use. And I said, all right, I'm going to do this. But it wasn't just like a regular drinking. For some reason, you had to time it. It was really important that you time it. And I was just like, all right, well, I'm already bombed. I might as well, <laughs> might as well, might as well do this too. So the, one, of, one, of our, one of our crew hit the timer and we went for it. And 12 seconds later, I won. 12 seconds? What did he do? Did he I don't know, man. I just, I, just, I just chugged it and I, I crushed so you beat, won? You won. I beat what? the Siberian. Uber okay, so <laughs> what did he do? Drink and just fall over? No, no. He he commended me. He and then he took me to the bar and bought me shots. <laughs> so he. And then what's it called in what's it called in Japan when like a samurai has to like stab oh, himself? Harakiri? I think that's yeah. Yeah, I think that's yeah. yeah to, like, I mean, you're 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 crossing some international boundaries here, Phil. <laughs> Oh, is Japan and Russia yeah, not they're, the same they're, thing? They're a little apart. They're quite different. So, the, oh, so let me get this straight. Sorry, this guy bad. challenges you to drinking contest. He doesn't even take a drink in the contest. He just bows out? No, no. We both chugged and I won. Okay. Oh, okay. In 12 Whoa. seconds. I think he finished like a second after me. Oh, okay. I see. Jeez. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. You know what else is amazing? It's break time. But, uh, oh, man, if Already. you have more on Rush after the break, are we going to go into some BP's war story? Oh, let's do your agenda, buddy. Let's let's go into BP's. All right. This is another world that's similar to Russia. So <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll be back after the break here on What's the Chat podcast. Thank you.
everyone. Welcome back to What's the Chat podcast. Now, I know I promised you some Boston Pizza war stories, which we did attempt to record, but because of legal purposes and possibly getting sued, we uh, decided not to share that with you guys. <laughs> it was a lot of fun, though. It was a lot of fun, but segment three is officially canceled. However, if this was one of the rules that Hamdi was talking about. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah, is this you what you're talking about, Hamdi? Yeah, you, you guys are getting a crash course in. Uh... In, uh, in media law. All right, all right. So if you want to know the real e-true Hollywood stories, come by my place one night for a fire and a few yeah. drinks. Wait for the biography. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, wait for the book that's going to come out. So uh, anyways, Hamdi, you wanted to interview us. You wanted to do, this is what you do for a living. So uh, Yeah, guys, we're going to flip the script. No, let's flip the script. So you get you go question for Phil, question for me, and then we'll go, we'll do that or however you want to do it. Okay, so my first question, the obvious one, in a, in a time when, as I was saying before, everybody's got a blog and everybody's got a got a podcast and everyone wants to wants to wants to do news. You got you got what are they called? Citizen journalists and I don't I don't know if you guys call yourselves that or if you just see yourselves as uh, interviewers, interlocutors, whatever you want to call. It. Why why start a podcast in this day and age? Why what made you guys want to do this? Starting with you, Jimmy. Well, mostly because I needed to keep my mind occupied during quarantine, but uh. I mean, it was always something I wanted to do. I think I liked listening to podcasts. And one of the things that I liked about podcasts is like I wanted to create something or content where it made you feel like you were sitting around, sitting around a table or sitting around a fire and being able to eavesdrop in on these conversations. And that was sort of what I wanted to do because like some of the funnest nights, I mean, you'll admit is when we're all sitting around chatting, everyone's kind of laughing. And we're hoping that during this time of quarantine that we were able to bring some sort of com content to uh, keep people occupied. And obviously I, I got Phil on board with me and I thought it was a good chemistry fit. So that's, that's why I started it. And what about for you, Phil? Why'd you agree to do it? <laughs> well, we'll start with this, that I was, I was the second choice. Uh, you know, Jimmy had a, Jimmy had another co-host lined up and bailed on him in the last second. So he's afraid of getting, you know, I like to, he's afraid of getting sued. <laughs> Yeah, True story. Exactly. So uh, you know, good old reliable filler. Like um, Jimmy asked me, like, and that night I was like, absolutely, I'll do a podcast with you. Uh, you know, and I think like even that night, like we were just like chatting and having like conversations and just laughing and uh, just like a thought. It's like, man, like if people could listen in on this, they'd probably really enjoy it. So. Mm -hmm. And that is a, there's a follow up question there, but I, I want to ask something. Actually, no. Actually, this is what you learn. You, you follow the flow of the interview. You don't go by your line of questioning. So I was about to break my cardinal rule. Let me write that down. Hang on. <laughs> so my next question is, what, what, what have your reviews been like? What's your reception? How have people responded to your show? What's, what's some of your positive feedback? What's some of your negative feedback? Bill? Well, you've noticed that we started taking breaks. Mm -hmm. Every 15 minutes, like the very first episode. First, was it the first and second? We just went for it. And we recorded for like 45 minutes straight, no breaks, just went for it. Mm -hmm. And uh, st something went up with the audio and we ended up, one of us was delayed and one of us was like sped up and we ended up just like talking over each other. And so I think like a lot of it's been trial and error and it's been, it's been really fun and interesting to like learn as we go. Mm -hmm. uh, a really, a really like people might not believe us like we did like like jimmy just said we did cut a segment but 
usually we do very little editing. Mm-hmm. What you hear is like what happened. And that's like our, our whole, like we can record this whole thing in about an hour if we need to. Yeah, absolutely. So, and somebody, somebody, one of my, uh, one of my friends actually told me that they're like, you know, you guys have such good flow and you guys have like, you guys do, you guys must do a lot of editing. Um, Cause, and I'm like, no, we do very little editing. <laughs> like if we make mistakes, we just leave it in. Yeah. The way she, way she goes. Right. But absolutely. Yeah. I don't want to waste too much time editing, but to just to that point, it seems like we have a, a decent little fall, uh, or sorry, fall small, uh, hardcore type audience right now. But with, with things opening up, we're hoping to get, to expand a little more by, you know, maybe getting, you know, cards or like just merchandise and wear them around and, and hopefully, like, our plan was to go to a whole bunch of different events and kind of just, you know, do food reviews, do meet just people. Just litter the city with stickers. Yeah. <laughs> Can, is that allowed, Hamdi? You, you know what? I'm not going to – I can't even remember what it's like to live in Edmonton anymore. What are the laws like there? Do, do people still eat poutine? <laughs> are green onion cakes still a thing? You, you tell me, Phil. Is it allowed? <laughs> Well, I don't know. He was going to do it anyway. <laughs> Just stick them on people's cars and stuff. Yeah, so. sure. A little, little guerrilla marketing never hurt anyone, right? As long as you keep it on the legal side. We- yeah, and when they ask, my name's Hamdi Asawi. Yeah. <laughs> I work for McLean's. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the story of how I got fired. Exactly. <laughs> no, um, so who are, who are some of you guys' influences? I, I think I have an idea, but, uh, you know, who, who have you listened to and like, I want to be like that. I want my show to be like this. Uh, I don't know if I really listen to anybody and hope that my show would be like someone in particular. So obviously, I like Spit and Chicklets because they're a hockey podcast, and and they're just great storytellers. So I, mm-hmm. I the I, I like the storytelling element that they bring, and then I liked obviously the variety of like a Joe Rogan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe Rogan just has like a variety of topics, so mm-hmm. I kind of wanted to combine those two elements of great storytelling variety of topics so not necessarily want to emulate a show or their views necessarily but more just like their template okay do you have any ambitions to take this outside of the studio maybe like what the chat on the road uh absolutely yeah we we actually uh one of the first ideas we had is we want to do food reviews around edmonton like local edmonton restaurants and maybe uh actually like make videos of those reviews ah. yeah like so kind of like Go ahead. Yeah, we've done a couple reviews already. Uh, I did a review of Northern Chicken. Phil did a review of a butcher shop where he got some meat, cooked it up, reviewed it. And then I actually did one of A&W Breakfast because uh, people were, like, raving about it. So I had to go check it out. So we have done a few small I, reviews. I had it. I had the A&W Breakfast re- uh, since we last And how talk. was it? Wasn't a fan, but Are you serious? I'm serious. Oh my god! They need to just, you know, throw a bit of salt on that egg, man. I think I, I maybe it was I think, just the one I went. I think to. there's I enough know. salt on it. I'm gonna say <laughs> it's like our daily. No, salt. there was seriously, there was seriously no seasoning on the egg. Come on, you gotta have a little seasoning on an egg. Just sneeze into it. <laughs> I, well, they probably did. I, I know I'm new to the show, but I really feel like that could be your catchphrase, Phil. You'd be like. The interviews get dry. You're like, hey, throw some egg on. Throw, throw some salt on. Yeah, throw some seasoning. <laughs> yeah. Bam. Bam. That might be trademarked, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Again. <laughs> oh, is that is that illegal again? Sorry. Uh, going to jail. Oh, you want to pick a fight with Emeril. <laughs> he, he's not relevant enough anymore. <laughs> so, so. 
So. All right, all right. Speaking of, speaking of fast food, though, I want to talk about an underrated burger. Hmm. The Whopper. Okay. I don't think the Whopper gets enough love. Yeah, now. because nobody's had one since 1996. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? I had one. I had one yesterday. It was delicious. I, there's like one Burger King on the north end. There used to be two. Now there's only one. It's right across from Londonderry Mall. So. Oh, the one in Clarity. It's still there, huh? No, it's not. It's a Popeye's chicken now. What? Yeah, Popeye's taking over, boy. Oh, man. Yeah, Look Popeye's out. is actually taking yeah. over. Wow, the times have changed. Yeah. Peter's Drive-In. Peter's Drive-In just opened in Edmonton. And that place is. Yeah, it's like, let's go wait in line for six hours for a, a mediocre You'll burger. You'll get a better burger at Burger Baron anyway, so, <laughs> you know. All right, so okay. one, one, of, one of the ways I knew that, that I'd made it, and I, I'm being sarcastic here, of course, as a journalist, yeah. when I started getting, like, critical, not critical reviews, when I started getting the hate mail, you know? Yeah. When, when, I, when I do a story on something high profile, or I think when it was uh, the... What's that? What's that group? Uh, it, it's escaping me now. The, uh, just getting chirped on on Twitter, getting 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 hate mail from, mm-hmm. from people who don't agree with the politics or whatever they perceive the politics of the piece to be. Yeah, have you guys gotten any of that yet? What's your most critical feedback? Um, our most critical feedback was probably when we had Mike Shevelup on the program, uh, but we knew that that one was going to be. He definitely swims uh, <laughs> against the current of today's uh, today's flow, but. But he, I found him to be interesting. And while, you know, you what you have guests that you, if you constantly have guests who share your views and share the same views as everyone else, well, it gets kind of stale. And we thought we would spice it up a bit, put a little seasoning, as you'd say. And uh, we brought him on. A little bit of salt. And, and yeah. to us, we're we're completely like, you know, we're not we're not we're not going to grill our guests. We'll let you speak. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we'll ask questions. But yeah, I, I felt like he. I wouldn't say we got flack, but they people were like, some of the things he said, they were kind of like, oh man. Like one of the comments we got was, I'm laughing so hard, I just can't, but I, <laughs> but it was so entertaining. And so, you know, and another one's like, I don't necessarily agree with him, but hey, like he was well-spoken. It was interesting. Uh, you kept my attention, so... <laughs> You know, nothing. You know nothing what's horrible. funny? I got a lot of really good reviews about that one, though. But I didn't too. get, yeah, like, yeah. I, yeah, I didn't so get, we're on the same page. This is the, the conspiracy theory episode. Right? Yeah, the, the tinfoil hat, yeah. it's called. <laughs> Whoever Whoever's in charge of your headlines, give him a raise. He, 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 actually, he actually texted me while I was recording and said, he's a fan. He listens to it. And he goes, what's the chat? More like, where's the chat? So, so that well, he obviously copy and pasted that and sent that to yeah, me too. So, Come on, Brody, yeah. you're better than that. Yeah, personalize these things a little yeah. bit. I bet you, you work for Deep State, Brody. <laughs> <laughs> so, you just lost the list. Brody's a reptile. He's a reptilian shapeshifter. <laughs> but no, like he sent that message with his tongue. He just like like whipped it onto we the got, phone. We got what? the most. No, we got the most feedback. I would say from him. But I would say there was another episode where Phil got kind of a negative review because he was talking about Gucci Berry in our very first episode. Sorry, is that a meme? That was from what, my dad. It's yeah. from my dad. My dad wasn't impressed. You ever heard of Gucci Berry, Hamdi? No, man, I'm out of the loop, I guess. This is guy who basically has become a social media sensation 
by taking nut shots with various objects uh, in various ways with various different types of force. And he has a special that called Swing for the Sack Sunday. And it is just... He wears, like, the tightest ginch, like, the tightest, like, Under Armour-style ginch where you can, like, see his, like, sack perfectly. And he just takes shots. And it's all bruised after... And uh, basically, uh, yeah, it's not, it's just, honestly, it's, it's actually kind of sad to watch because you're just like, (laughs) I just, uh, it's unreal. I'll, I'll show you it sometime. All right. All right. (laughs) You're like, I think I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, speaking of hockey, you got me wondering, and this is, I'm not, not to mess with the format. No, 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 go ahead. But is this an evolving process? Can we expect like some regular segments, something new, like where you explain hockey to someone like me, who's pretty much only held one hockey stick in his life and it was backwards like any kind of i don't want to say gimmicks but like any any anything you're 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 thinking of putting on the table any segments uh no we haven't we do do local we do do local foods every usually like local restaurants local businesses every yeah we try to talk about if we had an experience out on that side of stuff but there's not really much i mean we talk about our city a lot talk about some of the things we've done just experience but like in terms of what's the chat it's kind of just like what's the chat is more like what's what's kind of going on what's on our mind what's on our you know we're trying to bring on a wide variety of guests we're trying to just honestly just for people who feel like you know maybe they just want to listen to whatever it's nothing we you know we might segue into some sort of niche later holy cow the birds come out eh, bud (laughs) and uh and you know speaking of hockey Jimmy, your New York Rangers are going to go. Yeah, to the just playoffs. like I called it, uh, they got in the twenty-fourth spot, or whatever. No, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's they're amazing. Make playoffs. That's unreal. They made the announcement today. Hockey yeah. is coming back with the twenty-four team. I mean, it only format. it only took a and, pandemic, uh, but <laughs> we made it. So. Actually, I wanted to ask you guys. About, I've been loosely paying attention to this. Okay. And I say loosely. I mean, yeah. I overhear other people talking about yeah. it. Is Edmonton one of the cities slated to be uh, one of these NHL hubs during the pandemic? Apparently so. Apparently that is the rumor that they are going to be one of the one of the hubs. And what they did was basically assess uh, kind of the risk. And there were a lot of different variables that went into it. Actually, a buddy of mine has a has a sibling that plays in the National Hockey League, mm-hmm. and he basically he basically uh, has a little bit of inside scoop as to what the, has been being communicated to the players. So, oh, can you can you share this? Is this breaking? Is this an exclusive? Uh, um, can, give us a taste. Is that against the rules? I, though, yeah, I don't. I don't know. Well, do you, I mean, do you it's, want to burn your sources? Well, no. I, I just I won't give my source. But I mean, he basically just said that they that the NHL basically has been communicating in the players to the players on kind of what to expect over the next few months. Mm-hmm. And uh, they just approved the playoff format, which is official. So there'll be 24 teams instead of 16 because they're not going to finish the regular season. Mm-hmm. And that Edmonton was discussed as one of the hubs, and that they were, I think, one of the like a lot of the things that the players know are already things that everyone else knows. So I'm not like divulging any kind of secrets. But mm-hmm. I guess they came up with like there's like 10 potential sites. But they're gonna they're gonna look to do it out of four different sites. Yeah, and that's the thing. Okay, so it's like a process of elimination sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, like, so I guess, like, you have to be able to, like, house up to 12 teams, like, in and around the arena and feed them and take care of them and 
kind of seclude them from mm-hmm. everybody. Interesting. Well, that's uh, that's that's a, we met the sports quota for the show. Thanks for holding off that long, guys. <laughs> that's that. amazing. Yeah. Uh, so, any last words before we wrap up, Hamdi? Is there anything you want to say to your fans? <sighs> The dozen fans. The dozen yeah, that fans. one guy on the hill who hates me and my microphone. Yeah, destroyed Thanks your mic. Thanks for reading. Thanks yeah. for reading, guys. The headline. <laughs> what is it, Hamdi? Uh, read Time Magazine. <laughs> Where'd you get this guy? <laughs> I think you need to put a little salt on yeah, that. Yeah, we show. need to put a little salt on that egg. <laughs> what's that, what's that Hamdi? You work for the National Enquirer? <laughs> speaking of late, speaking of reptilian no, you, you know that train you're talking about i think i'm going through a tunnel i'm losing you guys oh yeah of course yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh that's hilarious well thanks so much hamdi it's yeah, good to catch up on, hey really quick this. question do you got a spot for me in van city if i decide to come down or what hey you want to stay with me in my one bedroom flat where uh it's not even a bedroom it's the whole thing is one bedroom i'll, I'll tell you what jimmy if we sleep head to toe you can, you can split my bed six 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 feet apart bud remember <laughs> I don't need to go to jail again. I only say that because I have a tendency to cuddle, and uh, I don't know how you're going to take oh, well, it. Well, so. just like, have lots of hand sanitizer. <laughs> all right. Oh, all right. Well, that's it for What's the Chat podcast. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed. Sorry we had to cut that other segment. Uh, we just we don't have a lot of money. So, anyways, <laughs> we'll talk to you guys later, and that's it. That's all. Take See care, ya. guys.